As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Transplants and the Native with your host, Kip Wilson. And as always, I have my native to the right, Mr. Sammy B. How are we, Sammy? You know, Kip, I'm doing great. Um, summertime here in Denver, Colorado. Can't beat that. Um, Unfortunately, BVD's working with working today, so we have another transplant. That is right. So with BVD, he's unable to make it this week. We're broadcasting, uh, we're recording, excuse me, from Terminal Bar here in Union Station. And we have old Richard Knight with us, a uh, big p- fan of the podcast. He's been a, a reoccurring guest on other podcasts around the country. We're stoked to have him. How are you, Richie? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Uh, just to make this a little less formal, I'd like to let you know that my friends call me Dick. Uh, so feel free to go shorthand or longhand, you know, whatever you like. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's get this thing started. Yeah, well, you know, seeing as we don't know you all too well, and neither do our listeners, I figured I'd introduce you by your full name, and if people just want to call you old Dickie B, then they can do that as well. But um, thanks again for joining us, and uh, yeah, you know, we want to raise a glass and cheers to those here at the uh, the Union Station, not only bars, but restaurants. We're stoked that they're letting us come here and broadcast. So. Yeah, we're real excited to be down here. It's a, just a beautiful place. Man, yeah, it really is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And so uh, let's, let's go ahead and get this party started. Let's dive into a, it was a, a really hectic weekend after. We recorded late last week, for those that remember. It was a Thursday episode, so it dropped Friday. But by the fucking time it dropped, we had already had one murder and multiple shots De- De- on the day. Denver became like south side of Chicago, it felt like. Like right after we, re- we recorded, shit hit the fan. Man, I'm not going to lie. I'm Team Lyft now. So for those that don't know, I'm sure they do because we are. If We're late, if not at everything. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, Uber driver shoots his passenger, wrecks his car in oncoming traffic, and then proceeds to shut down the interstate for maybe seven hours on Friday morning commute. I don't know if anybody else had to get into that, but, I mean, that's classic. Yeah, I mean, I was going to the airport that day, and I was driving to work for a, a hot second because I had to show face. And all I heard was shooting on I-25, don't go between university and I-25. And then I listened more, and it was a fucking Uber driver. Like, that? Uh, yeah, f- 
Unfortunately, I wasn't on the road that day. I, I love the follow-up story, though. The, the guy unloaded a full clip into his passenger. <laughs> Pretty hard to believe. I mean, a full clip? Self-defense. There's yeah, very self-defense. hard. Yeah, and so the guy has not been charged yet. I think they're still looking for information. As of today, Nine News had reported they are still holding him, but I wasn't sure if he was charged yet. But it's a hard defense if you unload a whole fucking clip into somebody as to uh, how you defended yourself. So uh, we may all be team lift here coming soon, but in the meantime, maybe they'll give us like 50% off if, if you wear Kevlar. I mean, we've been seeing that CE commercial all the time that like hey I'm the new CEO of Uber we're dealing with all these problems my dad told me this my dad told me that what'd your dad tell you about shooters (laughs) well truth is Kip you may take it that way and you can ride Lyft but personally I like a little bit of danger I've been taking Ubers going out of my way three blocks yeah I'm getting in an Uber maybe an Uber pool see if some shit pops off that, that's what that's what Big Dick Knight's all about. A little danger. Yeah, he loves danger. You're not living if you're not living uh, dangerously. So Uber, Uber, Uber for life. But that wasn't even the only thing that we missed or that we left off from last weekend. I think one shot leads to another. And Sandy, what you got for me? Yeah, man. So if, if, now you were in San Diego. Yeah, but anyway. I, I mean, I was in San Diego, but it kind of there, there's a connection there. So if you didn't hear. Um, there was a shooting, not really a shooting, there was an accidental shooting at Mile High Spirits. Um, our boys over at Mile High Spirits. And to make, to what, what was crazy about it, I was actually in San Diego with the owner of Mile High Spirits when it happened. And it, how, is, how, is, how is he feeling about that? You know what, he gets a text saying someone was shot at Mile High and he didn't really know the situation. So at first, you know, he thought it may have been a drug, a, a drug deal gone bad, a gangbanger in there. But no, and, and he was freaking out. He, he was at the bar, and the bartender actually noticed how, like, stressed he was and just gave him, like, a few free drinks. They're like, sir, you look like you need this. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I do. Someone just got shot in my bar. So what's the story behind this, Sam? So then, so then, so then we wake up the next morning, and we find out it was a fucking under, or not undercover, an off-duty FBI agent. Who was breakdancing? Did a pretty badass backflip. If you haven't seen that video, can we just go ahead and start calling him former FBI agent? Yeah. Because there's <laughs> no way this ninja keeps his job. No, I mean, if he does, there's something wrong with the FBI. Doing backflips, firing, shooting people in the leg. I believe the folks on the right side of the aisle would say that there are definitely big flaws with the FBI. Well before this incident, but at the same time, there's we haven't had a lot of good news coming out of not only the gun world but also. Um, the FBI world of late. Bad, bad publicity for them. They could use our help. Yeah. Maybe come on here and defend yourself. Yeah, I mean, his, the FBI's name was Chase Bishop. Hey, Chase, come on come on to our podcast. Let us know what really happened. Well, speaking of, we may not get Chase on the podcast, but a, a little tease. We will have bar owner yep. um, of the victim, I guess, you know, we're going to ask him how easy it is to get blood out of AstroTurf, as well as some other lighthearted questions. Uh, when will be joining us on Monday with Sam and I. We're going to do a little mini-sode from the, uh, I guess... From it, my, hopefully Mile High Spirits. If I mean, it's not roped off, we're going to be there. It's not roped off. They were open the next day. Day, having a good time um yeah and yeah and we make jokes but it wasn't on mile high you know and what they did was pretty cool they were offered they offered the gentleman um free drinks for life so we're gonna go deeper into detail about that but i spoke about it with phil also like would you take a bullet for free drinks for life what what what, do you, what, what would well, the requirements we're gonna, be? We're, and we're gonna have some awesome questions for wins regard when regarding that so make sure to turn in tune in next week 
Let's, let's ask old Richard Nygaard over there. Uh, what's it called? We're just going to change your name up a little bit every time. No how, problem. Outside of the murderous and uh, gun violent play this weekend, how was your weekend? Did you get into anything fun? Any fun stories for the listeners? Well, sort of. Maybe that I can uh, share. Maybe some that I can't. But first, I got to tell you what. All this gun violence is making me thirsty. I'm about to pop over to Mile High Spirits about just as soon as we're done so I can get myself a drink, see if I might be able to get popped off. Would I take a bullet for drinks for life? Uh, depends on where, to be honest with you. I mean, if we're talking a flesh wound, 100%. Uh, talking something vital, no chance. Um, but anyway, wish I was there. Wasn't. Uh, this past, past weekend was amazing, uh, Mr. Kip. I happened to see you out at a bar Friday night, and I'll let you go through that. But Saturday night, for uh, anyone who hasn't been up to Red Rocks yet, was absolutely amazing. What you see up there? 80 degrees it? and sunny. The Motet, straight yeah. up funk band, throwing degrees, it down. Bitch says please. Uh, How's the talent level? Unbelievable crowd. I mean, I think one thing we got to discuss on here is the uh, <clears throat> improvement in the scene around certain places, and one of them is Red Rocks. There were a lot of very good-looking people at Red Rocks, so much so to the point where people were coming up to me and being like, "Hey, who are you?" I mean, you know, I'm Dick Knight. <laughs> so, you, you know, they say that, you know, pretty people hang out with pretty people. So oftentimes if you're a pretty woman, you're going to want to hang out with folks like old Richard Black over there. And then, uh, Yeah, there's a good chance it was my friend standing right next to me who's a much better looking fellow. Uh, hey, but, but some, you got you to take the, the, falling, the falling leaves, we call those. Yeah, you know, it's possible. I, we, we were thinking about this theory uh, last week where... If there's a group of, you know, let's say four really good-looking girls and you like one of them, it's the hottest girl, you should maybe go up and talk to the not-hottest girl in the group just to make the hottest one... Uh, a little jealous? Yeah. And, you know, now that I say that out loud, there's <clears throat> a pretty good chance that's exactly what was happening to me Saturday night <laughs> at the Motet. <laughs> they were coming Damn to Pat it. to try to get to his buddy. Yeah. To try yeah. to get to his, his good-looking buddy. Uh, and I hey, some, but, hey, sometimes you got to get the stragglers. Fortunately, I did a pretty good job of uh, putting up a nice barrier for my buddy. So he went home empty-handed, and uh, I met a few nice young ladies. I'll, I'll tell you what, the funk was flowing. And, and the shoes was moving. It was a beautiful night on Red Rocks. Looking forward to uh, Friday night. Lettuce and the floozies coming up. Shit's going to so be headed back popping up. off. Headed back out yeah, to uh, damn right we're headed back Morrison. up. There we go. I expect the talent to be swimming like salmon somewhere in Aspen. And, yeah, uh, let's, let's go uh, jump in this stream, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm not opposed to hunting some uh, some trim on the weekend, and if if the crowd is really as nice as you say it is, then uh, I may be joining you at Lettuce this. So I was with old Richie this weekend, Friday night, and his uh, his friend that he had in town from I think Vegas or LA or whatever it may have been. But the talent wasn't just Saturday night at Red Rocks. We were bar hopping Friday night. I actually left my phone in a car, so I was pretty much naked. And for those that do know me, I am. 
always gambling, always on the phone, checking scores. And so with college yeah, I'm, baseball I'm in going San Diego, on, and you're telling me I had to go to some bar, and all I was trying to do was hit you up, and I thought you were ghosting me. Dude, yeah. So I was, I was cell phoneless, so I was unable to pick up numbers or anything along those lines. Get rides home were difficult. But let me tell you what. Fins on a Friday night, it's going to be hard to beat it. It's going to be hard to beat it. But we also hit another location that I had never been there before. We just stopped in for cocktails, no food, and that's American branded. It's right there on the corner of Larimer and wherever the Meadowlark is. I couldn't tell you what numbers they are. Across the street 20, between 27th and 29th. Like. Maybe somewhere around there. Um, what's it called? But the place that w- – it was hopping as well because they have a patio scene. Like – great people watching area you can watch the sunset it's a nice and there's not a lot of rooftops you can enjoy in rhino so i can kind of go ahead i'm going to vouch that this is a great place to catch a happy what was it hour called again american branded it's on larimer across the street from meadowlark okay. and the weed spot or the glass the head shop on the corner that nice that little low it's good to know location. always have, yeah, always have great, good outdoor patios to know about great rooftop bar there's not enough of them in this town hopefully they're starting to build them up i'm Pretty sure, uh, Kip, that it's only open for a few weeks, right? It's like a yeah. pretty new bar, right? I think it's like we were hanging out with the, the guy from Meadowlark in the last couple weeks, and he was like, yeah, they just opened this bar across the street. But if you know the Meadowlark, you know that no one's stealing the talent from there. The girls are going there because they want to be there. And it was hopping, both the basement level and the upper deck. I mean, we partied there till they had to kick our ass out of there and send us home for late night to the hippie commune. So... It was a happening time. That was pretty much my weekend. Um, we will talk a little bit about the restaurants I did. We dove into, but um, that was for eventful wise. I think the most eventful stuff involved gunplay. Yeah, but thank God we weren't a part of that. Yeah, we were down the street, you know? but luckily we were not a part of it. Yeah, luckily we weren't a part of it. Um, going back to that, let's talk about you brought up what we ate this week. Oh yeah, um, a little stoned appetite for the yeah, ladies little, and gentlemen at home. A little stoned appetite. I I didn't. I've been eating out very much. I was in San Diego, like Kip said, but I did go to lunch with my brother over at Sushi Sasa earlier in the week. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite sushi spots in Denver. Um, Chef Wayne over there took good care of us. We had a, a shout out to Chef Wayne. Um, we had the lunch special. Um, had some uni. Um, but what they do have back, we didn't have it since it's been hot as fuck here. Um, they have their ramen back on their menu. And, oh, really? And their ramen's legit. They used to have about probably two years ago. and It's real strong, and it's a great date night. For those that don't know, Sushi Sauce is right next to Wilderness Exchange on 15th. And Platt. Yeah, 15th right there, and Platt. Right before you cross over the interstate. Um, most folks would know, obviously, transplants may not the natives will but it's a great little dive spot and knowing that they have their ramen back that's strong play trying to compete I mean, with uncle and things like yeah, that I in mean, the neighborhood and i honestly think they're i haven't had it in two in two years but they take two days to make their broth they make their own noodles they do their own they do they do it right that's fucking chef table stuff right there and and i'd compare it to like the best some of the best sushi in denver yeah, um uh, it's a little pricey the price point's a little high for the quality i would rather go izakaya sushi den group that's and they're gonna pay the same bang for buck because i feel the the fish is better the chef's maybe a little bit more skilled but sushi sasa doesn't suck that's why Let i me, go for lunch there you go that's not a bad play uh dickie b why don't you tell me did you get in any good food well, speaking of sushi, yeah, and you said, I think, Mizu Izakaya. Um, I had a friend in town, and we went to Mizu Thursday night. 
uh, a little bit later than most, so we got to hang out with the bar staff, which was fun and maybe a little scary for them. Uh, they come to know us. We did my yeah, birthday did. in the private room. We went back there a couple of weeks ago, and they we, we met the hooker, the famous prostitute that uh, was attractive. Uh, yeah, a that, little skinny. That, that, that hit your vape pen. Uh, I still dream of that woman. Um, I don't. We'll continue on, Patrick. Uh, How was the food? Would you? Yeah, rate? Well, anyway, I mean, if you haven't been to Mizu, it's up in the Highlands, across from Lola. It's uh, Boulder uh, Street and Sixteenth. I think yeah. is where it's at. Yeah, cool spot. Um, normally not too crowded. Um, I love the hamachi there. Great sushi. Uh, cool people. Fun place to go get some drinks. You could do a full dinner or a couple uh, bites and some su- uh, sake, and you're quick ready to go. Quick question for you: for for all those that are. For all of us that aren't from Japan, what is hamachi? Uh, hamachi is yellowtail, uh, which I believe is a snapper. I think it's tuna. Uh, yellowtail tuna. No. Yeah, yellow felt, ye- yellowtail tuna. Yellow, yellow fin tuna. I'd be willing to bet. I think I'd be willing to bet some money on this. All right, that's so if, possible. If, if our listeners would mind, they serve amberjack as hamachi, right? Well, anyway, to describe it, it's a white and delicious fish, whatever the fuck it is. Um, and I'll tell you what: throw a jalapeno and some soy sauce. Oh, there on it that is, bitch, and you're ready to go. Yeah. And uh, what's called? That is also kind of like the sushi den. We've spoken about it in the past, but it seems that this is an Asian themed week. I think we all may have dipped our toe into an. Uh, a Far East meal. I actually did something similar on Friday evening. I went and hit up the Q House. For those that follow us on Instagram, they saw me flood the timeline or our Instagram story. But I actually was able to meet Chef Chris Lin. He was the sous chef under David Chang at Momofuku. I got to meet his partners and owners, Jen. Uh, I hope I don't butcher your name, Jen. I know you're listening. Starts with an M. And then John P. as well. They were unbelievably nice. They gave us shots for uh, you know coming in, helping promote the restaurant. But let me tell you a little bit about this food. So they just opened up East Colfax right there in the Bluebird District, I guess, foot trafficked area. Your your new neighborhood just popping off, dude. It's not. I'm not going to say that I moved to the perfect area, but I'm not going to lie. They like having me there, and I like being there. Oh, yeah. So I had a couple things that were worthy of calling home. Not only did I have dynamite pork belly uh, bow buns, I think is the term. Pardon my son. Southern ac- uh, accent butchers a lot of words. But also, we killed some fucking beef tartare with a pickled Ooh. quail egg that was so delicious. I mean, it makes me want to go back and get it right now. But luckily enough, they were so kind and welcoming. They've invited us to come back in, not only maybe do a little food tasting, but definitely do a little expose on the restaurant, get the word out. And let me tell you all, I'm telling you now, it's on, the, it's on Colfax, right past the Bluebird Maybe Detroit Street, maybe Madison Street. It is unbelievable. It's it fills up so quick too. We had the chefs' table overlooking the chefs working. They were more than obliged to talk with us, tell us what they're cooking, let us try stuff. Shout out to Chef Chris. That was the best meal I've had since we started this motherfucking podcast. So, so you're telling me it fucked? It fucked like it bucked me off twice, and I jumped <laughs> back on. I was so excited. Like that is like. Porn star Asa Akira style fucking is what that food is like. It was dynamite. <laughs> so, so I guess we gotta, guess we gotta go. What was it? What was it called again? It's called the Q House. So we gotta go hit up the Q House. East, it's on East Colfax, down past the Snug, down, right before Atomic Cowboy. That's on nice. Colfax. Okay. It's in that. It's right where the Park House used to be. And there's actually a brewery slash bar opening up next door, but they have a full bar including dynamite local drinks, sake. 
full liquor. Shit, man. Can't swear enough about it. Richie was with me. He yeah. could attest. Great place. Added bonus. You can pick up some crack either before or after you're done on Colfax. So Gotta I mean, love really Colfax. Great meal, great time. <laughs> but, yeah, so that kind of wraps up where I ate that was of note. But there is a new segment we're going to start bringing to you. I'm about to start going mobile with the mobile handset. And that's because it's food truck city season. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Civic City Park, food truck rally. Everyone gets out there. You get an eclectic version of food. I'm going again tomorrow. I go once a week during the summer times. It's great. I don't know if y'all are regulars. You're a teacher, so you probably know it well with the free time. Yeah, I mean, uh, I haven't been this summer, but let's go. Yeah, we are. You know, our friends at Rolling Smoke are often out there. There's a gumbo company. that There's like a Southern Creole group, and as you know, I'm a big fan of that. So it's a really big time. I recommend it if you work downtown or in the area. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, come out and find us. We'll be wearing our no vacancy shirts. Got it on right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we've been selling those bitches like hotcakes since we've been modeling them. So long sleeves, the tees, the tanks, they're all The hats look good, too. Yeah. I'm sporting one right now, so it's actually pretty nice. Uh, but I think that kind of wraps it up. Do we have any other good food news? Um, I mean, besides this fucking pretzel we got from the terminal bar, I mean... That's not really relevant. We can give a shout-out to the Odell Brewery, who did just open a tap room downtown. Down in Rhino, I believe, right? Yeah. And right. then we, we spoke about the Dairy Block, the Milk Bar, the Bonanno Group, as all popped off. So uh, they've kind of hit it on big deals. But before we go into our next segment, we want to give a shout-out to our soon-to-be sponsor, a company we always loved, and that's Feast Locally. We already talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it every week until they start paying us for it. I'm still going to do it. It's $100, gets you 20% off, restaurants in town that rotate every month. It's usually kind of snazzier restaurants or restaurants you want to eat. It's not your illegal pizza or your Chipotle's. It's great for when you go out with groups because well, I mean, it's 20% well, I mean, yeah, off like the whole table. 20% off. Who wants 20% off? I mean, who wants 20% off a $10 burrito? I want 20% off my $200 meal. Um, Does this include alcohol? Yeah, it's your whole tab included. They And it, you can have a yeah, table of right. eight folks. You throw down the Feast Local member number, and it takes 20% off the whole table's and tab. You, and you were also telling us last week that that you can use it as many times as you want that month oh, for yeah. that restaurant, which you, is awesome. And, yeah, there's four to five restaurants. It rotates all the time. And I'll give a slight tease. We're also going to have Annie on a mini episode. She's the one running Feast Local Denver. So we have a full slate we, next we week. We have a busy week with Wynn. Annie. Annie. And, and then we also have the Denver uh, Barbecue Fest coming to town. So we have a couple chefs we're going to sit down with, do a lot of stoned appetite, get real baked, try some uh, some nice uh, smoked ribs and things. It's, yep. And a uh, quick reminder for the future, we're going to ch- typically try and under-promise and over-deliver. See how many of these people actually make it on next week. Well, there'll be many episodes, so tune in. Uh, not only on Tuesday we'll drop one, we'll probably drop another one Thursday, and then we'll have video. We'll, we're going to start going to the vlog. The vlog. We're going to the video. They say that's the future of the business and not the written word, so we're going to fucking take it there. So we're going to take a cameraman down to uh, the barbecue fest next weekend. A good old time. Yep, yep. A good old time. But I think that wraps up Stone Appetite. So let's go into our next section. Yep, we're, we're in, in Terminal U- Bar. Yeah, we're in Union Station. I mean, it's a hat in a time. I'm having cocktails. They're flowing, as are my prescription drugs. But I have a couple questions for you, Sammy. When I moved here, this place was under construction. So since it's come, you know, obviously it's been out and open for about two years now. 
and I love just about every place in here. Tell the listeners a little bit about what Union Station used to look like before I got here, and then tell us a little bit about what's your favorite stuff afterwards. I mean, Union Station, if you from the outside, looked the exact same. Looked the exact same. It had that iconic Union Station sign. Pretty awesome. Um, always known for being a p- good picture um, when you're in town. But you didn't really step foot in here. You know, it was it was literally just a station. Denver's never had that good of a trans- uh, public transportation, so it was kind of just it needed it needed the uh, makeover really badly. And now, I mean, you come into Union Station and you basically feel like you're in the you're in the lobby of a five star hotel. And you technically are. I mean, the Crawford is here. But at the same time, my favorite part about it, honestly, we're having drinks here with our friends at the Terminal Bar. For those that follow the Instagram account, they've seen us, that we hang out at Ultria with our friend Chef yep, Jen. Chef Jen. Shout out to Chef Jen. Um, I mean, there's Stoic and Genuine's awesome. And then with our friend Chef Alex at uh, Mercantile, Mercantile. James Beard award-winning restaurant here in Terminal Station. So if you had to guess, which one would be your favorite of our new additions here in the area? You know, it's hard It's hard to pick. You know, you know <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it would definitely, I think, right, be well, between we'll Stoic and I think it would be between Stoic and Genuine, to be honest, and Mercantile. Okay. Um, if I want to get some seafood in me and that raw bar style food. Stoke and genuine. If I want more of that farm to table, um, some of that fresh cheese from Alex's farm up there, um, up in Larkspur. I mean, you gotta you gotta go with what you're feeling. And the nice part about Union Station is that you can literally get whatever the fuck you're feeling. And there's some really really high quality restaurants in here. Yeah, and it's kind of surprising because I think I kind of butchered. I didn't butcher, but I ripped on range. The restaurant that was in the bottom of the Colorado National Bank, and it's also a hotel. I kind of ripped on them because it was like hotel food. This is the antithesis. We may have a nice hotel here in Union Station, but the food is exponentially. Yeah. Well, it's because I think it might be because because Union Station isn't about the isn't about the hotel. It's, yeah. it's I feel like the hotel is a part of Union Station, just like the restaurants are, just like the terminal bar are, just like even the train station is. I mean, so it's more foot traffic love, you know, more than anything. Well, let's ask Richie. I mean, I know he's a train transplant but he's a regular in these parts we're talking about what's your favorite part of union station you do have all everything from breakfast to dank lunches raw bars to dinners uh, well as you know gentlemen i eat sparingly and drink <clears throat> as much as i can so i would have to say the drinks at well just about anywhere looking at a sign that says drink right now and it's pretty cool um you know there's there's a lot of different people walking through here uh, when my friend came to town this past weekend, came in through Union Station and was, uh, you know, pretty excited. There's a bunch of people moving around and popping off. As far as the best place to eat, I don't know, to be honest. I'm going to have to try a few more of these out. But uh, I do like the energy that's bumping around this place, especially on nice days. It's a ton of people outside. Ton of people inside getting away from the heat, and uh, you know, cool place speaking, to be. Speaking of great drinks in this place, I know Kip. Are, uh, yeah, Kip already talked about it, but um, the old Ultria, Ultria just, just opened back up, and we were out here for the farmers market. We talked about it a few weeks ago, and you know, we ran into our friend Chef Jen, and they make a mean any vodka drink. We're team vodka over there. We're Team Vodka today as well from the Terminal Bar, but one thing that we definitely enjoy is food. 
you know, getting lit, eating, and then having a cocktail with it. And that's one thing she compliments very well in all of her restaurants. Go check out not only her personal account, but also the Ultria account on Instagram. It's fire. Um, I want to go back. You did mention this r- briefly. You do like Stoic and Genuine is probably your go-to. I would have to say Mercantile is mine. I work down the block. Let me tell you this, and I'm going to tell the listeners. They have the best sandwiches, and you can't just like call in and get a fa- They have the best sandwiches in Denver. I will rival any torta, any sandwich, any fucking wrap from Fresh Craft. Everyone can suck a dick. Mercantile's lunch may be the best thing ever, and especially if you switch it from that ciabatta to that finish baguette it is unbelievable now, now, now that it's summertime i'm gonna have to come down and grab a sandwich this week and then the patio is popping obviously there's a lot of kids with their moms over here at the fountain so that's always nice you can like hang out and check out moms and then if you were to ever technically sneak out a terminal or excuse me outside terminal outside of union station you got zo mama or is it zoe yeah, zo, mama zo, zo mama i think zo the, mama? The, the noodle and dumpling house dude um, place is fire fu- too yeah that place that place fucks for sure yeah it does it does but um that may pretty much wrap up I guess our food section, our Ask the Native section, we are Union Station themed this week. So we'll go ahead and dive down. Let's dive into the sports corner. Uh, Union Station's neighbor is, in fact, the Rockies. Sammy, you spend more time than anybody down at those games. Tell me a little bit about expectations. We're on the road this week. We got our ass kicked by the Dodgers I last mean, we're playing weekend. the Reds. We won last night. Um, we were up by a lot. And then we, we let them back in in the ninth, I think. I, I wasn't watching the game. But, I mean... The Rockies have all the talent in the world, but and we're in a tight west. We're in the tight uh, division right now, so we need to start winning some games, especially against our division, or else we're not going to make it. Um, we're not going to make it. I mean, we can win all the games we want against uh, other teams, but if we're not beating the Dodgers. We're not beating the Diamondbacks. We're not beating uh, the teams that we need to fucking beat. Yeah, I know. So, and luckily, maybe this is early, but if. Kershaw's back on the DL, so the Dodgers are going to have a little issues kind of getting riding their ship, but if we can stay in the hunt, I believe until up until September, then we have a very good chance. We do have the small flaw of John Gray being a huge pussy, and the dude can't fucking pitch five innings anymore. He's still rattled from getting his ass kicked in the wild card game last year, and he may be the de- – I mean, and the draft last night, we've the first pick the Rockies get, they signed the uh, the racist kid from Ole Miss. Yeah, you, like, yeah you're a Mississippi State guy. How do, how do you feel about that? Well, the Ole Miss kid showed his true colors. They found racial tweets that were insensitive from time. Pass. So I'm obviously not going to get behind this guy I mean, one bit. They're the rebels. Yeah, they are the true. And for those that know them well, then you know that that sounds about, they're about par for the course. But um, let's go. I wish the Rockies nothing but the best of luck this weekend on the road. Let's go, but boys. Yeah, we did get our, we got our shit packed last weekend by the Dodgers. So. And yeah, I mean, we have one more thing, though. Your girl, Brittany Bolin, the other Bolin sisters. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> My girl Brittany, um, she's she's the leader. We, we talked about last week that her sister tried to tried to talk to uh, the, get the, get her trust back in the Bowling Trust and get the ownership of the Broncos. But it looks like there was another we, another lady lady in the running, and our girl Brittany. Um, 
dude, I love it. Yeah. So I love any inner family turmoil. Like you have two siblings. I have, and I have four siblings. Uh, Dick Black over there has two siblings. So we all have that kind of, you know, like not necessarily vying for attention, but she seems to be the favorite. How would you feel if you got cucked by one of your siblings for the rightful ownership you of know, the team? You know what my attitude is, is you're, you're, you're still a fucking bowling. You're, you're doing. Yeah, you're, you're still doing, sitting in the box. Doing, it's still your just, team. You're, you're doing. All, you're doing all right. Yeah, I'll tell you my attitude right now. See Uber driver. Did you Did you see Prince Harry's wedding? That dude's not even the, in the running. And did you see that fucking wedding? So he's doing all right. So sometimes it's and that you know one. I'll go ahead and say it. I'm easily not the fan favorite in my house. I move 1,200 miles away and I talk to my family about once every six weeks. So I'm probably third, maybe fourth, maybe even fifth on the fucking list. Behind I don't the even dog. Know. Yeah, I don't know, but I can tell you like it would suck to like vie for the position of favorite only to get shot down so it's better to not even try to be the favorite and just like fly under the radar of being rich and having season tickets for life than to have to have the turmoil they have more and than, you could end up getting hated by the whole city if you fuck shit up they have way more than season tickets yeah just get your siblings an uber and everything should work out <laughs> i happen to know a guy uh, <laughs> But, yeah, so I guess that kind of wraps up. Oh, there is one more story we need to talk about. It's not included in our rundown. Denver was asked to submit a proposal for the Winter Olympics. Kyle Clark, our friend at Nine News, who does, hey, what's our, it's next, or next on, excuse me, he was, he was talking about it last week since we all spoke about why it's not lucrative to host them like we don't need the burden of hosting we, them our infrastructure is not able to we hold actually it. we were actually one of the only states slash cities that has ever turned down the winter olympics i think we're about to make it twice too huge mistake i mean yes I and no so. we're already we're already growing enough we don't need that boost in our economy necessarily that a lot of places do and i do think that it needs to be in a developed place because look what happens like when it's not all those places get abandoned and shit but well, uh for the listeners that may or may not know the history of the past uh turndown it was what correct me if i'm wrong here sammy but uh they didn't want it was more cowboy town ish back yeah, in they the did, day they, they didn't want all that stuff but the flip side is um they would have put a shit ton of money into infrastructure and 70 to make bigger is that correct or no i mean you can whatever it takes to make 70 wider i'm down for do? we're gonna get the olympics and they're gonna say we're gonna make 70 wider well, and they're I'm not gonna be able to do it previously in time, and then we're gonna, yeah i mean previously i was in the 80s man or like you can't well, i know obviously you can't change a bunch the of cowboys we, we had we had we had fucking horse and carriage then like shit y'all had horse and carriage until i got here and kip brought much, the car it's pretty much kip brought the car the model people, c the, the legal dub i brought everything i am the reason this city is flourishing but again it it's is it's true. night and day 30 years difference this place looks exponentially different can our infrastructure hold up? Like, should we try and vie for it? Like, Denver slash Col- just have Colorado. I mean, I, mean host? I honestly think it would be really cool. I, you know, I'm a hockey guy. I'm a winner. I'm a winner guy. It'd be as as an Olympic fan, I would say yes. I'd love to have it in my backyard. Because our shit wouldn't go to waste afterwards. Like, we still have the mountain towns that would be able to fill those condos that we would end up building. Truth, you know, is. like we would be able to sell those dorm rooms that would harbor Olympians. We would be able to rent those out to employees. 
you know, in most seasons. So, like, I feel if anyone could take on this burden, it would be a United States city or state, and it would it be, us. be a developed country that has the, that has ninety not eight percent of the infrastructure. Yeah, the, we probably should have done this in the eighties, right? But right now, wearing your no vacancy shirt, sitting right next to me, I mean, no. It's, tell your friends not to come here. This place is not that cool. It gets really, really cold in the winter. Yeah, what, terrible. And it's way too hot today. Sam, give us that weather report that we're going to start telling all the folks that are debating moving here. Yeah, we're going to have a weekly weather report. So today, the weather is about 115 degrees. Um, tomorrow, we're expecting, I think, a high of... I think that the, the sun's supposed to burn a hole in the fucking ground. It's be scorching. So you don't want to be in Colorado in the summertime. It's almost toxic with, like, all the smog, especially in the mountains. It's littered with people and garbage. You definitely don't want to be here during the summertime. Yeah, speaking of the, speaking <laughs> of the mountains, I'm, I'm going I'm to spend some time with some. With some garbage up in Vail at the GoPro Mountain Games this weekend. Terrible well, let's get place. into that. Let's talk a little bit of what's what's on the docket this weekend. You mentioned the GoPro Games. The GoPro Games that's in Vail, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, I don't know if you remember the Lumberjack Games on outdoor ESPN. Games, the yeah. Outdoor Games on ESPN with the Lumberjack. There's not so much Lumberjacking anymore, except now it's just kind of extreme sports, kayak, anywhere from kayaking, speed climbing, trail running. Um, all that good stuff. But let me ask you a question. So I, my brother used to live in Vail. We're both transplants, but if you're from Mississippi, everybody knows why the fuck he got out. Um, but is the dog thing still a thing? Like I where believe, dog high jump, with, dog like... They, I think they have the ones that... I know the least one I saw, they have the long fetch? jump when they yeah. throw it into the pool. Yeah. And where those fucking fetch? dogs fly, man. Like, what's that What's that dog superhero? Airbud? No, Airbud. Speaking no, of which, no, Cleveland could Red use Rover. it. Red Rover. Clifford. Clifford's the big red bear uh, dog, but it's all right. Uh, What's called? So yeah, that's actually not a bad idea for those that are in the mountains this weekend. So I'm gonna be heading up there. Um, It's closer to the sun, so the hole will be bigger. Yeah, so definitely don't come up there. Yeah, definitely don't come up there. No, but honestly, I'm going up there to escape the heat a little bit Um, and just to spend some time in the mountains and get ready for uh, the next couple weeks. Got to get my got to get acclimated for Telluride. I feel it. So, yeah, T-Ride uh, Bluegrass Festival featuring uh, Sturgill's headlining, I suppose, per usual. And then Sam Bush, or not per usual, Sammy and then Sam, Sammy Bush will be there headlining every, and sitting in with everybody and every, anyone. So but that's in a couple of weeks. Sorry, yeah. sorry to jump the gun on we'll that. Die. I'm just really excited. Hey, I can understand. And the mountains sound like a good time this weekend. Well, let's go over to old Dickie B over here. I got Sammy B. Let's go to old Dickie B, Richard Knight. What you got on uh, the docket this weekend? Well, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, we're going out to uh, Red Rocks again Friday night. Believe, Get his veggies. Believe shows at uh, 7, and I think doors are at 6. It's lettuce and the floozies. If you don't know about lettuce, it's that old-school New Orleans funk. Uh, top of the musical universe, as far as I'm concerned. Um, it's about as good as it gets. The floozies are opening up. Um, that's some pretty bad shit, too. And um, as uh, last weekend, expect the crowd to be uh, pretty good looking and having a great time and, you know, straight up dance mu- music. So bring your dancing shoes and we'll see you out Friday night. Uh, Saturday, we'll probably be looking for a dark basement with no windows and uh, max AC to uh, kick it out on. And that's what I got for this weekend. 
Yeah, so we may actually have a little crummy weather here, but for the most part, it should be nice. Um, that dark basement you're talking about, the Belmont Stakes is this weekend. And seeing as I'm the sports guy, I'm the gambling guy, I'm the degenerates that's going to be found in a pool face down dead. You can probably find me at the OTB this weekend. I will go with Richard Black up to uh, Red Rocks on Friday night, catch a little funk, see if this talent level is really as high as he says it is. But luckily, I mean, that's how we got the native. He's going to go out there, do some stuff, and then BVD will be back with us one of these days to uh, tell us what he gets into as well, maybe some golfing. I mean, it's a great weekend for that as well. Always, always yes, be golfing. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, that we're right around the cusp of what we talk about, our time frames for the weekends. Before we leave, I want to give a shout-out to uh, we're presented by Hash Sports. Go over to our website, www.hashsports.com, but also find us on Instagram and on Twitter. Instagram, we're at transplants underscore and the native all of those are underscored and then our twitter which is virtually useless it's like terry shivo it's so useless um it is at no vacancy co so we will be uh you can go follow us there you can find what we're doing on the weekends and that's the best way to get free shit because we're always looking to uh promote those that engage usually get a free t-shirt to us and then tell them a little bit about the shirts that we got on sale in the shop again you know we got these awesome shirts i'm actually wearing one right now for all of you uh, natives that are tired of those transplants coming to Colorado, we got those no vacancy shirts. And all of you transplants who are also tired of the, your of transplants coming and making I seventy crowded, you can wear your no tran- or your uh, no vacancy shirts as well. Remember, we got them in short sleeve, long sleeve tanks, and badass hats. That is true. And then in addition to that, we also have the Mile High Chub and football shirts galore. So don't be shy. Go over there, check it out, and then don't forget to go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe this pro- Subscribe to this podcast. We love the five-star ratings. It usually helps us climb the iTunes. But uh, we'll be back next week, um, not only dropping episodes Tuesdays. I think we're going to drop one Thursday. And then look for our videos not only on Instagram but also on the website for the Denver barbecue fest no vacancy until then we'll talk to you next week cheers everybody peace As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 